Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 2, Episode 8 of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hello, Castle Chat listeners. Welcome back to Episode 8. Today is Ask Us Anything. This episode is so fun because we are answering your questions that were submitted on Instagram, email, whatever way that you submitted these questions. We are ready to answer them. They can be about Disney. They could be about our personal life. We are so ready to jump in and answer all your questions. So let's go. back with round two of ask us anything we have had our little community grow a little bit since the last time we did this and i feel like we got a lot of really interesting questions this time oh we for sure did when i was going through some of the responses or some of the questions i um i thought wow these people they really they're asking very unique questions and also they want to know all the things yeah very thought-provoking i'm very excited about some of these yeah they took the time to (laughs) come up with some things that actually stumped me when i was thinking about it but yeah i had to really think about some of them so thank you for submitting your questions uh we are so excited to jump in to those what we're gonna do is just we're just gonna go question by question and answer them for you maybe elaborate a little bit and um kind of go from there When we do these episodes, we put out different polls and stuff on Instagram where you guys get to respond to those or different comment posts where you can just drop a question and um, feel free to drop questions throughout all of our season. Um, We collect them as we go along and then when we get to this episode, we get ready to answer them for you. So um, it's a cool opportunity to connect with fans and be able to answer your questions. You want to jump into the first one? Of course I do. Okay, what's the first one? First question of this episode is, if you could spend a day with Walt, what would you do? That's deep. For big Disney fans and Disney loving fans, that is a very thought-provoking question. Oh, absolutely. Did you have something that like immediately popped into your head or did you have to think about it for a minute? Well, I, the first thing that popped into my head was thinking about how Walt had this idea for the Florida project, but never got to see it through. And so if Walt were alive today, I'd want to just walk with him like through Walt Disney World, like the, the park that he never got to see come to fruition and walk through Epcot, like this, such an amazing idea that he had and just talk to him, be like, what do you think? Like, I don't yeah. know, just, like, hear his thoughts as we walk through attractions. Is it what he imagined? Like, just kind of have conversation with him and walk through the park that he um, created in his mind. I had the exact same thought. When he initially started talking about the Florida Project, he knew about Magic Kingdom. He knew about some of the resorts. And he had started thinking up the ideas for Epcot. But beyond those few things that he started with there's so much more now and I think he would just be blown away at what it's grown into Uh, I think it'd be really cool for him to be able to see all of the land that he purchased Mm -hmm. at that time how it's been used I in thinking about this have a little bit of a hot take I think he would not be fully happy with Epcot 
I don't think yeah. it meets his vision. I think he would be he would be like, oh, this turned out all right. It's not what I thought it would be, but mm-hmm. you know, this is interesting. Um, I would be really interested to have a conversation with him of what it, you know what would be different had mm-hmm. you know you seen this part oh, through. That's cool. Um, I think that he'd have a lot of thoughts to say. Um, the other thought I had was we've mentioned this um, in one of our episodes uh, from earlier this season and where were we then uh, but I think he'd be interested to see celebration as well this entire city and the state of Florida that literally came from a company that he started and his ideas Mm -hmm. so I think that he would find that intriguing as well man that's good yeah all right question two favorite hidden mickey do you have did you have one that you like knew of or did you have to think about it and maybe look things up a little bit like to be honest i don't know where a lot of the hidden mickeys are i was never really into that as a kid Mm -hmm. which is surprising because i love games and stuff like that so there's only a couple that i actually have seen and know of out of the ones that I've seen, I think the coolest one that I have encountered is the one where you go to get on Slinky Dog Dash. But I don't know if you know this I one. I know about this. So when you're looking at the, the drawing, you know when you're standing and you're about to get on, you're standing by the little barricades. Yeah, yeah. And there's like the the picture drawing. If uh-huh. you look up in the right-hand corner, there's a cloud that's shaped like <gasps> a Mickey. Oh, like a like a Toy Story cloud. Like a Toy Story cloud. Oh, so fun. So it's a kid drew. I think he drew like the slinky like map. Basically, right, right. But yeah. He drew clouds in the sky, but one of the clouds looks like Mickey. Looks like Mickey. Oh, that's so and cute. And it's really cute. It's okay. really cute. That's a good one. Um, the ones that came to my mind, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I definitely was like, whoa, that is intense. When I um, found out about the silhouette of Mickey as you approach the drop for Splash Mountain. Oh, that yeah. one's like that's a big. Uh, when I found out about that, I was like, "You're kidding!" Like they didn't do this intentionally, but when you look at it, like they had to. Ha- they had to think about they it. Had to. Um, and so basically, whenever you are on Splash Mountain in Magic Kingdom. The whole climax of this ride is getting to this one big, like, 40-foot drop Mm -hmm. into the briar patch. And as you come up, it's very dark. And so everything around you, when the light comes through from outside, turns into a silhouette. And there's this giant silhouette of Mickey. It's a, like, profile view. You can see his nose and, like, front of his head and everything. It's very impressive. Um, That's... My uh, brother was very excited to tell me about that one. Oh, um, that's fun. So thank you, Drew, for showing me that hidden Mickey. Um, but I think the one that introduced me to hidden Mickeys that I actually found on my own without really knowing what a hidden Mickey was is, and I don't know if it stays like this or if it only happens every once in a while, but the dishes in the dining room or ballroom scene in the Haunted Mansion a lot of times are there's one place setting in there mm-hmm. that they put two like dessert plates or teacup plates over top of like a main plate and it's it looks like a little like three circle mickey and so it must be hard to spot though it's not too hard to spot but i feel like 
It was one where I was riding Haunted Mansion. Wasn't intentionally, I didn't know about it or anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, they put those plates in the shape of a Mickey. What? Um, Would never do that. Yeah, those ones. And then the ones in uh, Soren. There are a couple of fun ones in the Soren videos that I thought was um, cool of them to incorporate. There's like in the Epcot scene, there are two fireworks that come yes. behind Spaceship Earth. And then there's a hot air balloon one as well. Uh, so those are oh, just, I didn't know of the hot air balloon one. Yeah, when you're in the desert, uh, I don't know. It might, maybe it's Arizona or somewhere Probably Arizona. Um, that you are flying over that um, three hot air balloons two kind of in the background one in the foreground they kind of as you rotate it you, they hit just in the right way for them to be the shape of a okay Mickey. well I have to look for that next time okay and well you I have ta- to look for the yeah the we both cloud. learned about a new one yay that's so okay. exciting awesome that was a really fun question I like that one yeah, I need to do a little bit more um, research in, like, finding those. My sister has a, a Hidden Mickey book. I've never actually Ooh. looked at it myself, but um, they have, like, whole books where people oh, have gone sure. through and found all oh, these sure. ones. Of They're course. all over the resorts, too. Mm. You have to get a book and go through and find them all. Okay, next question. Secret places in Disney that only the really awesome people know about. I don't know if I'm going to have something that makes me really awesome, but I had some ideas, so. Yeah. Okay, what you got? Okay. Um, I have two. They're, they're basically all places to just chill and relax. And I think that that is what makes them secret places because mm. when you're walking through Disney, there's not a lot of places to really like no. chill and relax. And if there's obvious ones, people are fighting over where to sit down. Yeah. Um, so the ones that I know of that aren't usually that busy, um, there is, um, maybe they're more well known now, but there's a set of um, tables in Columbia Harbor House that are kind oh. of in an upstairs area where they look over the walkway from Liberty Square into Fantasyland. It's a really neat perspective to be sitting above and like over top of guests and see them walking under you, but also to be able to look in one direction and see Liberty Square and then look on the other side and see Fantasyland. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a neat little spot to sit and relax. It's inside, but you can still see outside. Um, into the park and then there's also at Pinocchio Village House there's an upstairs out like a little patio that you can sit and look over like towards the carousel there's an outdoor patio yeah like if you go upstairs I thought you were gonna talk about where you could look over um small world small world I love that spot too I actually play a game with my family when we're there we um see how many people on the boats will wave at us (laughs) and it's like we all stand up and cheer if everyone on the boat waves but that's a so we we sit there a lot we love that spot but there's also a spot where you can sit outside and overlook um like towards the carousel and the castle which is a really nice spot as well my last one is at the contemporary so at the contemporary if you are kind of in the area where their gift shop chef mickey's Mm -hmm. contempo cafe all of that main hub area is um by the monorail uh loading station if you go outside if you go towards the end 
um, like where the monorails come through, yeah. there's a doorway that will take you outside, and there is a like porch or patio area, not the overlooking area from California Grill. It's on a lower floor. You can go out, and there's literally theater seating that looks no. out to C- Cinderella's Castle where you can watch fireworks. It's, I recently discovered this. Did not know this existed. Um, yeah, I, when I stayed at the Contemporary, I didn't know that this existed. Um, but it's a very, like, it's not just looking out over some rails on a patio. Like, there's a lot of rows of chairs. And you can just sit and watch the fireworks. I'm sure they pipe the music in, too. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Those are my. I have to check that out now. Yeah, those are my three. Okay, I don't think I'm going to top that. I was thinking more behind the scenes. Well, that's a different vibe. Mine Stuff, are like places like to relax. And I actually did not know about any of those. Okay, well, now you do. Oh my gosh. Check and them out. Now everybody that's listening does. Yay. Go check it out. <laughs> um, I was thinking more of like the Utilidors mm. and the... Um, those are good ones. Yeah, right? Okay, talk about that. Okay, so avid Disney fans probably know about the Utilidors, but if you don't know what these are, fun fact, the Magic Kingdom is actually on the second story. The first floor, which is the ground level, is actually an underground, big, huge tunnel system that Magic Kingdom sits on top of so that cast members can get from different lands without... Um, guess seeing, like, I guess guessing a Fantasyland cast member in Frontierland. Like, they can just go downstairs into the Utilidors and head into whatever part of the park they need to head into without crossing through with their costumes on. Wild. This is where, like, they get all the princesses ready. Like, everything that needs to operate with cast members can operate underneath Magic Kingdom. Underneath! That's genius. Like, that is the smartest thing they could have ever done. A lot now, of pre-planning went into that. A lot. They had to, like, I mean, I, I just think about the way that they constructed it. Like, when you're walking into Magic Kingdom, you have no idea you're on the second story. Like, the second floor? Like, there's a floor beneath you? There's no way. But there is. And there is a tour that you can take. I believe it's called Keys to the Kingdom. Yes. Where you actually get to kind of go down into the Utilidors, don't you? And you get to see some of it? I think I remember that being correct. But I've never been on that tour. It's uh, on my Disney bucket list. It's not it that was, expensive. No, it's not that expensive. It's a longer tour. So if you're going, like, it takes yeah. a, a majority of your day. Um, it was out of commission for a while with COVID, but it is back now. So yeah, we gotta it might it. be something we sign up to do in the future. But yeah, that is, um, I guess, one of the secret places in Disney that only the really awesome people know about. What a fun question. Okay. Next question. Out of all the Disney bloggers slash vloggers, who do you find most inspiring? Okay, so this is something that I consume on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, you do. I watch Disney YouTube. I scroll through Disney Instagram every single day, and it's honestly what kick-started my... A Disney adult obsessions. <laughs> um, seeing these people who either 
go to Disney all the time or people who live in and around Orlando and go to Disney parks every week. Um, I was very fascinated by it and the ways that they uh, find new things to do um, or experiment or dig into all that is Disney World specifically um, has been something I've been very fascinated by for several years now. I would say I started with Oh Yeah Disney with Scott and Emily Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, That was way back. They've kind of discontinued. Their careers have have blossomed from their initial YouTube career um, and turned into like real jobs with Disney, which is awesome. But they no longer do their their social media content um which is fine they're they're doing bigger and better things oh yeah um since then video um creators on youtube that i watch on a regular basis would be uh tim tracker oh he's a good one he's an og he's been doing it for a very long time um uh, all years and disney food blog they're, yeah. I mean, there. If there's information to be had about Disney World, go watch their videos. It. You will find it. It's how I know half of what I know is just by watching their videos. Yeah. Uh, you too can be like us by watching <laughs> Disney YouTube videos. Yes, they are very informative, um, more news based. Um, and then somebody that I've found in the last year that I've grown to really love watching is Kyle Palo. Um, he is, I really respect and appreciate his story. He's been on YouTube for a decade now and really just in the last year has hit his stride and become more recognizable. Um, he was working for, he did the Disney college program. Then after he graduated college, moved to Orlando, started working for Disney and then made a big decision uh, to quit his job and vlog every day for a year. And within wow. that year, he grew like tenfold on his channel. I think I started following him when he had maybe like between fifteen and 20,000 followers at the beginning of last year, and now he has over 100,000. So wow. he That's like, awesome. has grown a ton in this last year. He's very – I have never met him. I don't know anything about him personally, but (laughs) he seems like a very genuine person and is just very passionate about um, making videos. So I enjoy his content for that reason. And then there are so many people on Instagram that I follow and and inspired by their their pictures and things that they do. Um, Mm -hmm. Too many to mention, but um, I I think everybody's... I, I love Instagram there are pros and cons to the world of social media, but I think Instagram pushes people to be creative and people in the Disney bubble are so creative. They are imaginative and I love seeing the things that people come up with, with Disney bounding and um, finding cool angles and new places to take pictures in the parks that I didn't even think of before. Um, yeah, there's there's so many people out there who make a lot of really awesome content, and I applaud you all for um, your creativity. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Man, you do definitely watch a lot of Disney YouTube. I I dabble in some Disney YouTube. My <laughs> My YouTube um, Disney addiction, I guess, um, started 
when I would watch the Disney Imagineering videos they used to put on YouTube. It was probably back in like 2009-2010. They used to put out a lot of Imagineering videos showing you the behind the scenes of how they made rides and different things like that. Now that's not obviously, you know, vloggers are vloggers, but when those were out, I would literally stay up till I don't even know what time in the morning watching every (laughs) single one of them. I am a sucker for like behind the scenes content. I like documentaries. I like to, I like to know how things come to be. And so, um, for a while when I was a teenager, I was really, really into watching those YouTube videos. And as my Disney adult addiction (laughs) has, um, has blossomed, I have started to discover more vloggers and bloggers just through following people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do watch a lot of the Tim Tracker as well. Um, I also love to watch Once Upon a Braun, Braunwyn Wisemiller, I think is her last name. Um, She actually is located here in North Carolina. Well, she was from North Carolina. Now she lives in Florida. But um, she did the Disney College program, is like a super joyful person and uh, really fun to watch. So I enjoy watching her. Um, actually, I, mean, I would say those two are kind of the two that I would watch, um, not on like a regular basis, but when I'm feeling like some Disney YouTube, I go for them, those two. So Very nice. Yeah. Okay, next question. This one is a personal question, and we both have answers for them. So I'm going to have a follow-up question because Ooh, okay. there, I feel like there needs to be some explanation. So the question that we got is, do you have any pets? Mm. And I think the follow-up question should be, do they have Disney-inspired names? Oh, yes. Okay. So, Court, kick it off. Okay. So technically, I don't have any pets. As a, I don't personally own my own child. Um, but my boyfriend has a dog. I am the dog mom. I, I love her. Her name is Ahsoka after Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars. She's basically my baby. I don't even, if Jed, if you're listening, it's our dog. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It is. It really is. Um, but since I started dating my boyfriend, I, it's a two for a relationship. It's Jed and Soka. And I um, love getting to just hang out with this sweet pup. She is a red healer and Jack Russell Terrier type of mutt mix. She's, She's adorable. So- oh, thanks. She's great. She's lots of high energy, loves to play, but then she loves to just take little naps and curl up with you and I am allergic to animals, which is very interesting. I'm allergic to Soka. But I love her so much that it doesn't even matter. I'm just like, come snuggle on my face and I'll break out in hives. I don't even care. Fun fact, um, Soka is part of the Founders Club of the Castle Chat. <laughs> she is the part of very the first like sit down meeting where we had our laptops and started mm-hmm. typing out what we wanted to do with this little adventure. Yeah. She was right there cuddled up on the couch with us. She's a founding mother. She gave us a, a <laughs> nice little nod and lick on the hand when yeah, we had like, a good idea. Yeah, she um, definitely, this podcast would not be happening right now if it weren't for Soka. So we call her Soka, Soki, whatever you want to call her. She's great. <laughs> we'll have to post a picture of her because she's queen. But the real mascot of the castle chat. Okay, so yes, um, Soka is a founding member of the castle chat. Yes. But I believe that Penny 
My dog um, is currently residing as active chairman of the board. <laughs> um, she, my dog Penny, is a Wheaton Terrier. Oh my gosh, there wow. she is. Hey, Pen. Could not have been more perfect timing there. Maybe I won't edit her out this time because I'm pretty sure I have to edit her out of every episode. Every episode, Penny is under the couch. She knows we're recording in here. I don't know why she likes participating, but she comes in here every time, crawls under the couch when she sees us, put the headphones on. So mm-hmm. It's her little spot. She loves to um, to be with us. Yeah, she wants she's to... She's trying to speak to the people is what she's trying to do. Yeah, she wants she's to be like, a part of the action. my listeners, my listeners, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, she's like, guys, stop pretending like I don't run the show at all, at all times. Oh, yeah. She has the biggest personality. She's not one of those, like, very sweet, um, like, she is cuddly, but she has a huge personality. She's very sassy. Um, she's so. got some sass. Penny does not necessarily have a Disney-inspired name. There are Disney characters that have the name Penny, but it her name did not come from that. Um, my husband and I met oh, over so um, uh, some friends of mine who clearly didn't know enough about me asked me if I wanted to go skateboarding, and I was like... <laughs> Y'all crazy. I know nothing about skateboarding. I don't have a skateboard. How do I go skateboarding with people when I don't have a skateboard? And they said, oh, you can borrow our friends. And so we go to this house um, and I walk inside and there is this lovely man standing there offering me a skateboard um, to participate with the group. And it is what you call a penny board. It is a small, like smaller skateboard size good for me i'm only five foot and i'm very small person so um worked out well but anyway we ended up meeting each other because i borrowed his penny board um so our dog's name is penny that's so precious sorry it's not disney related but you have the cute story so it doesn't even matter yes yes doesn't even matter man Romance over Disney. So. Romance over Disney. <laughs> okay, that was an awesome personal question. We're going to go back to some Disney stuff now. Favorite ride at each Walt Disney World park? Oof, that's a tough one. Magic Kingdom, go. Magic Kingdom has got to be a toss-up between Space and Big Thunder for me, but I think my f- first love was Space Mountain. Okay, well, mine's Big Thunder. Are we surprised? No. Epcot. Soren. Test track. I used to love test track. I think I like old test track better than I like new test track. Uh, but yeah. Soren. See, for me, it's really it really is a toss up between Soren and test track because I think it depends on my mood. Yeah, it, it flip it flip swap flip flop flippity. Flippity flops. It flippity flops for me. Catch you on the flippity flip. Um, yeah, they're both just so good. Okay. Both very quality attractions, but oh, yeah. my vote is Soren. For sure. Okay. Hollywood Studios. Slinky. Rise of Resistance. Yeah. That's a... Again. I feel like Rise doesn't even count as a Okay. If Rise didn't count, then it'd be Toy Story Mania. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of good ones in Hollywood now that I'm thinking about I know. it. Jeez. Okay. Fair enough. Animal we'll Kingdom. Keep it Kilimanjaro Safaris. No question. Everest. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. You like it more than Flight of Passage? I thought you were going to say Flight of Passage. You know, I was, but then I was thinking it's like Rise of Resistance. You know what I mean? Like if that didn't count. It's Flight of Passage, but if that didn't count, it'd be Everest. Okay. Okay. I still choose Safari. (laughs) (laughs) I still choose Safari. I would ride ride the Safari over and over again before I'd ride Flight of Passage over and over again. Mm. Something different every time. Okay. We've got how many more questions? We've got like six more questions. Okay. Let's see what's next. If you could live in any fictional Disney Pixar place, what would it be? So for example, like Arendelle. Is that your is that your pick? Just no, it's so you not. can be friends with Anna and Elsa? No, it's not. I I was gonna pick that, but the person that submitted this question put an example and theirs was Arendelle and I was like, mm, that would be nice. But I'm gonna choose I'm not gonna choose that one because that would be my default, but Okay, what do you choose then? Hmm. I haven't really thought too much about this one. But I would... I kind of... I think I'd want to be in Corona. So you could see the Lantern Festival every year? So I could see the Lantern Festival and be with Rapunzel and... I don't know. I think that would be really fun. Based on fan theory, Corona and Arendelle are in the same universe same world um, so you are. could visit Arendelle if oh, you well, live in do, Corona they, do, they go visit her so yeah. so best of both worlds but I do think Corona would be fun a it fun seems fun with all of their like or inside of Riley's head from inside out yeah I thought of that one and I was like but I wonder what my own version of that would look like like cause that's Riley's head so I still think it would be fun oh yeah it'd be interesting it'd be very interesting so yeah that's my that's my two I guess okay about you Um, I, even though the circumstance would be unfortunate, I would like to live in the land of the dead, Dia de los Muertos from Coco. Oh. Um, the city there is popping. There seems to always be a party there. Um, it's. The circumstances would be unfortunate. Yeah, I would be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I somehow figured out a way to get there but then if i didn't get a blessing i wouldn't be able to get back so you know probably just i mean we all die at some point so i guess maybe in in my afterlife of some sort heaven can look like coco oh, yeah. um yeah if you but believe it it'll be i when i saw that movie and i saw the world that they came up with for where relatives go after they pass uh-huh. i was like this is sick. I thought it was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, it's colorful. It's like a big city. There's transportation. There's parties. Seems like a good time. Oh, it'll be so fun. I'm sure I could come up with some other ones, but that was the first one <laughs> that popped into no, my I head. That. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Okay, next question. Did either of you do the DCP, the Disney College Program? If so, what was your favorite part, or do you wish that you did? We have the same answer for this. Yeah, we both did not we do are, the DCP. Yeah, we are forever sad that we did not do DCP. I remember walking through a hub in where we both went. We both went to the same college. Mm-hmm. Remember walking through a hub and seeing a table for it, and being like, "That would be cool. That would be so cool." But what I wanted to do, I already knew by the time I was in college what I wanted to do yeah. um, career-wise. And so it didn't make sense for me. Mm. Um, retrospectively, I think things still could have worked out 
the way that they did if I did the Disney College yeah. program. Uh, I was a biology major, Spanish minor, um, and I could have done things that were relevant to that, but I work in healthcare and it just was a little bit, I, I felt like putting hours in and having a job like in a dental office or a hospital or a clinic mm-hmm. was more or a better use of my time than doing something at Disney. Um, but again, retrospectively, knowing what I know now, would I still have been able to pursue the career that I have with being in the Disney College program? Absolutely. So yeah, I definitely wish I would have done it. Yeah. And for those that don't know what the Disney College program is, basically you can choose a semester or a year, sometimes even longer if you can extend it that long, to go and either take classes while working at Disney or just go and work at Disney and you don't even have to take the classes. But um, you can basically take a semester off of school and go work for Walt Disney World, which is a really awesome opportunity. Um, it Honestly, it's probably the biggest regret that I have from college is that I didn't do it. I didn't have an excuse why I didn't do it, really. I mean, my... Did you know about it? I did know about it. I went to a lot of interest meetings. I I looked into it a lot. I really wanted to do it. But um, my stepdad, who was, like, paying for college, he basically made it pretty adamant that, like, I had to finish in a certain period of time. And, like, because he was paying for school, I kind of felt this pressure to stay and and not pursue it. And so I I didn't. I should have just gone for it. Honestly, like, I feel like it would have been a really good fit for me because I I majored in psychology, but I wasn't really sure if that was what I really wanted to do. And so I was kind of in the perfect position for it and didn't. So it's definitely one of my biggest regrets. But looking back on it now, I'm like, you know what? It was meant to be. I get to experience it now as an adult. And some people that I I know that I've done the Disney College program, um, there are parts of it they obviously love, but it's also a really hard program to go through. And um kind of the way that they they pay you as an employee and the housing set up and there's a lot of difficulties with it so um obviously there was a reason I wasn't supposed to be there but I think if you had done the Disney college program you might be somewhere very different and we might not even have this podcast yeah because so, I would have never left Florida yeah so even <laughs> though it's a regret I am so glad that yes. you opted out yeah Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Oh, of course. So, so we were supposed to experience Disney in this way and, and not oh, that one. So well, sure, because now we have the cast chat. So. Yeah. That's great. All right. Oh, another kind of personal question. How many times have you been to Disney? Do you know the number? I do actually know the oh, number. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I want to know. Okay, well, I actually have a running list in my phone and my notes. So that's how I know how wow. many... Um, trips I've been on and my last trip which was in November Mm -hmm. was my 20th oh my goodness so okay so people go to Disney every single day for us out-of-staters going there and back to Orlando is a big financial commitment we don't get to go home at the end of the day there are people who live around the Disney parks and they can go to the parks and then go home at night we, if we go, we have to get a plane ticket. We have to drive. We have to stay in a hotel. And it's a lot. It, and park tickets are expensive. We don't have in-state um, abilities to get the in-state annual passes. So if you get annual passes, it's the expensive ones. So mm-hmm. to go 20 times for me 
I think it's like, I'm very proud of that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I actually am a Disney freak to have gone to Florida and back that many times. Yeah. I think I haven't, ca- I can kind of count them up in my head. I need to make an actual list. I think I'm at like 13, maybe. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah. I went, I mean, my family is from overseas. And so a lot of, a lot of times when, when foreign foreigners come to America, they want to come to Florida. So I've spent a lot of trips going down to meet my family in Florida to go to Disney World. So a lot of my, um, my counts come from that. And now being an adult, I mean... I went like three times in 2019 in a year, so um, those add up. I'd have I'd have to go back and double check that. I'd have to fact check myself and um, make sure I have the accurate number. But I think it's around 13. Okay, crazy to look back at how many times we've both been and all the things that we've like experienced and learned and all the fun memories we have with people we love. Um, I can't believe though. I don't know if this is. A question that anyone would ever ask, but you and I have never been together. We, sadly, we have never been together. Why is this our reality? I don't know. Makes me sad. All the times we're like, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It hasn't. But we are, we are going to go, and it will be heavily documented, and you will all be very aware. Oh, (laughs) you will know. Castle chat will be live. Every second of every day. It will will be, we'll just be constantly recording everything that's happening. So it's going to be a grand time when that finally happens. Maybe it'll be 2022. Ooh, maybe it will. All right. Stay tuned. (laughs) Okay. What other questions do we have here? Ooh, this is another, um, like multi-park answer. Uh, you have to demolish a ride in each park. Which do you choose? Okay, well, Epcot's easy. Mission Space, bye. I don't ride it. I don't ride Mission Space. Do that I? That or Figment, sorry. Bye. That was, <laughs> that was the other one in my head. <laughs> like, they're both... I don't... I don't understand. I wish sorry I had... Sorry to a, our Figment lovers. You know we don't like Figment, so... I wish I had a better understanding of Figment. I don't understand the hype at all. I, I love the all idea. All the merchandise. All the merchandise. All of it. Love the idea. Execution is poor. Yeah, it's... It, I, I think you could have a stellar update. Do a really awesome modern... You could. ...update. And maybe I'll be excited about it. Current as standing... Take it or leave it. Okay, so you're basically in agreement on that. I okay. very much agree. Okay. Uh, Magic Kingdom. This is hard. Stitch's Great Escape is kind of already closed. Does that count? No, it doesn't count. It's already gone. Okay. It's gone. Okay, well, I have had um, my own imaginative idea for uh, like a refurb. Does that count as demolishing? Like sure. if it's like an sure, update to the it ride? Can. Okay. So, the Tomorrowland Speedway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm demolishing that. Sorry. It's. I feel like it's like a opening day classic that people are afraid to get rid of. But Tomorrowland is all about, like, things of the future. And I think that... Oh, this just brought me back to another question. Okay, this is my second choice for a world I would live in. Okay. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's the world. Right? Idea for the ride is if Tomorrowland is supposed to be of the future, I feel like games and technology mm-hmm. that in the world we live in should definitely be incorporated into that. Yeah. And so Vanellope von Schweetz wants <gasps> to race those little cars all the way around into the internet. Why do we not have an internet like racing wow. ride? Imagineers, what are you doing? Hire us. Yes, I think that that would be a great replacement for the Tomorrowland that Speedway. That is a great Same idea, but mm-hmm. make it fresh, make it actually thrilling where you're not getting yeah. a calf cramp and choking on fumes um, and going two miles per hour. It's impossible to drive that thing straight anyways. So let's just get a really yeah. fresh update. Take us, let us race through the internet. It's a win. That would be so fun. Okay, uh, Animal Kingdom. This one's harder. There's less to choose from. They already demolished Primeval. They just demolished Primeval World. This isn't a ride. It's an attraction. It's tough to be a bug. Yeah. It's tough to be a bug. Is terrifying. I feel like they could do a really cool... I think they should still have a show inside the tree. Because for those of you who don't know, It's Tough to be a Bug is... uh, 3D stage show of sorts. It's basically um, a t- screen. I don't even think it's a stage. Yeah, it's a 3D show. There are animatronics that uh, are like... Yeah. They interact with you it, as but well. But it's definitely but, 4D. Yeah, 4D, 4D. It's yeah. 4D. And it's in... Terrifying. It's in the trunk <laughs> of the Tree of Life. Yes. Um, Animal Kingdom is supposed to be all about like animal conservation and all this stuff i feel like there should be some type of really inspiring educational like, yeah not a show where you feel bee stings in your back and spiders running across your feet spoiler alert if you haven't ridden it well now you know if you don't like bugs don't go to see this show i've seen it enough that i know when to lift my butt and when to lean forward yeah but so. i i don't even i can't i just <laughs> am like no no i just i don't think i can't remember the last time i went i was probably in high school the last time I went to that show. I think it's kind of funny because every time I go in there, it never fails. There's someone who actually screams. Yeah, like of course. <laughs> and children who are absolutely terrified. Yeah, because so. like, it seems like, oh, it's a bug's life. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so cute. No. Terrifying. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> there's spiders from the ceiling. There's cockroaches. There's bee stings. It's very, not very pleasant, so I'd get rid of that. Okay. okay. Hollywood Studios. Star Tours. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. The other rides in um, Galaxy's Edge just blow that one out of the water. And I don't want another simulation ride in the park. So let's yeah, get rid of that. Yeah, I think it's time for it to go. Yeah, do it's something different. I agree with you on that. Well, we got through all four parks. Pretty pretty decent timing there. Okay, we've got two more questions. <laughs> this next one is really funny <laughs> and very applicable to uh, Caitlin's line yeah. of work. It's targeted towards. It's targeted towards you. Yes. Um, which Disney character do you think needs the most dental work? Okay, well, before I go, did you think of an answer for this? Because I want to know what your answer would be. <laughs> all I can think of is that I don't even know what her name is. The girl from Finding Nemo with the headgear. Oh. Because <laughs> she really clearly needs some dental Is it Darla? Maybe. No. I don't know. But her her mouth, her teeth. Ironic already, that it's in a dental. It's like she's yeah. in a dental office. But you can tell she needs a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. 
That's all I really got. I don't really pay attention to characters' teeth. Well, I do. Of course you do. And I have a couple of answers for this. Okay. So the first two that came to my mind are animated characters. And the thing that made me kind of pause and be like, "Eh, I don't know if these count, is that both of these characters use magic to be ugly. So their teeth really aren't that bad. It's just what they transform into. So Jafar turns into this like creepy old man in the cellar that Aladdin's locked in in the animated version of Aladdin. And the teeth on that man are janky. (laughs) They are, he's got periodontal disease. He's got bone loss. He's got some crowns on those teeth. I mean, it's bad. You heard it here. You heard the professional opinion. Jafar's transformed old man um definitely needs some dental work i thought of the evil queen turning into the old lady who got like a snaggle tooth doesn't also um oh my gosh i don't know why i'm forgetting his name um gaston's little lefou lefou okay doesn't he have like weird little buck teeth there's a there's a scene in the animated version of bell where he like gets hit on the head and his teeth fall out or something like that But then they magically appear again. I just thought he had, like, weird little buck teeth. He he does. I feel like. But, yeah. The others are... He just needs braces. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe he needs orthodontic work. So, my real answer, which is kind of a cheat and makes sense, any of the men and pirates. I mean, yeah. I mean, all of the the crew of the black pearl Uh, (laughs) east india trading co they clearly have some uh resources and they clean their teeth Uh but uh, if you look at barbosa's teeth jack's teeth any of their teeth so um they probably truly need the most dental work yeah i mean that's that's a really good point yeah so that was what came to my mind out of like a realistic standpoint Mm -hmm. yeah they need some help for sure well I'll post you, some pictures. You truly have heard all the dental advice education. here. Yes. <laughs> Educational dental work here. Um, okay, we've got one more question. Our last question is, how do you select nominees for the award episodes? Well, we if you haven't listened to it and you <laughs> skipped ahead. And go ahead and listen to it. Listen to, listen to our answer and then go back and listen to it. So mm-hmm. you have a little more behind the scenes. Do you want to tell them? Yeah, so basically what we do is um, we try to pick six nominees for each category. Usually it's three that I pick, three that Caitlin picks, and then what we do is we rank those um, nominees in points, one through six. If, If you gave a nominee six points, it means it was your top choice. And so I put my one through six rankings, Caitlin put her one through six rankings, and then we actually add those numbers together. So if I voted six for one of the nominees and she voted five together, that nominee would have 11 points. And so that's kind of our fair way of incorporating our own nominees, but then voting on them, including um, those numbers so we can try to get a better accurate kind of response. Yeah, and we we do like if we're nominating for a particular category and we have the same opinion about something, we don't do repeats. So, you know, we might really have the same thought on who should be nominated, but for the sake of having a larger variety, we'll say, okay, obviously we think this one, 
I'll come up with one, you come up with one. Yeah. And split it that way. Yeah. So that's how we do it. Maybe next season we should have um, our Instagram. Uh, we'll go to them for nominees. Oh, yes. So whatever that's our next category is, you guys can put up nominees. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll do good that. Good thought. Good thought. But... Um, thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. I hope you enjoy listening to our answers. We, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's super fun and you guys get to know us a little bit better and also learn, hopefully you leave this episode learning more about Disney world, Disney company. So, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Small shop shout out. It's your favorite time of the episode. (laughs) Who do we have for our small shop shout out today? So this week's small shop shout out is Shop Magic Gloss. So Shop Magic Gloss is, uh, if you are unfamiliar with who Magical Lifestyle is on Instagram, um, her name is Raven and she is quite popular on the gram. Yes, um, she And is. she came out with this her own small shop um, in the last year and they are nail decals yes nail designs nail stickers yeah nail stickers yes stickers that you can get your manicure done and then you can put these little nail stickers on top of your nails that are disney themed most of them are disney themed yeah and they come in like big packs so you can have like Mm -hmm. you can have them for multiple manicures or multiple people like if you and your friends all want to get the same manicure and have like a particular theme she has different um types where you could have like a star wars one or a marvel one or a princess one um they're very fun and very unique too yeah something to add a little oomph to your disney outfit um (laughs) everybody loves to get their nails done for their trips so this is a way to disneyfy them in a really like clean and cute way Mm -hmm. um so that's our that's our shout out for this week yeah definitely check them out on instagram shop magic gloss last but not least disney etiquette 101 yeah this is the part of the episode where we try to teach people how to be decent human beings in disney world it can be tough (laughs) i know that these trips get hectic. There's a lot of people, a lot of emotions, but it is always a good idea to be a kind and courteous human being. So how can they do that this week? So they can do that by not reserving multiple reservation slots. And what I mean by that is whether that's um, multiple lightning lanes, multiple dining reservations, And basically, some people, what they'll do is they'll be like, okay, I don't know where we're going to eat, so we're going to reserve three different places at three different times around dinner time, and then once it gets to our trip, we'll just pick one. But when you do that, it takes away a reservation from somebody else that really wants to go to that one restaurant that you're just like, well, I don't know if we're going to go to that. I understand for planning purposes with dining reservations, it can be really difficult to secure things, and so sometimes you have to, you know, pick and plug and move things around. 
but just be courteous when you are making those reservations that there are thousands of other people that are also trying to secure a reservation for them and their family. So just keep that in mind when you're um, making reservations on your app, as well as, you know, fast passes, RIP and, you know, lightning lane, stuff like that. Just, just keep that in mind when you're, um, other people are trying to plan their trips too. Yeah. And to be Disney savvy, this is how you learn how to master these trips to Disney in this same breath. Remember that people do this. And so constantly check those reservations. If you're super bummed that you couldn't get a particular reservation, um, keep checking the dates that you're planning on going. Sometimes people do drop one of those reservations and all of a sudden when there wasn't an Ohana, now there is, or when there wasn't a BR guest, now there is, um, because somebody who is holding multiple reservations, you know, decided to drop one of them. So, um, don't be too discouraged if you don't get what you are hoping for right off the bat when your window opens, just keep checking. But, um, to allow people more opportunity to get it you know, first try, maybe don't, um, reserve more than, than one thing at a time. Okay guys. So next week we have our season finale, season two finale guys. I am very excited. One for the content too, because that means we get to start dreaming up ideas for season three. Yeah. So it's really crazy that we have already made it through season two. Um, I'm a lot at a loss of words for how, much enjoyment that we get out of this um, and just being able to share this with you guys so um next week we are going to kick off our season finale with our free for all episode and we are actually going to be kind of shifting gears a little bit and talking about disney legends we're going to kind of transform our season finale moving forward into this like disney legend type of episode um where we pick a iconic Disney legend, whether that's an actor, actress, or somebody from the company that has made a huge impact on the Walt Disney Company, and kind of talking about them and their lives and what they've done in the Disney realm. And so, who are we talking about next week? So, for the sake of timing, we decided to choose Bob Iger. Yes. So, he officially stepped down as the chairman. Um, he is previously the CEO of the Walt Disney Company for 15 years, and his time with the company has finally come to an end. Um, he did a lot of incredible things for the company, and we can't wait to break them down for you. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Bob's the best. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. <laughs> See you real soon. Bye. Bye.